the world's first business Reiki master, Victoria Whitfield, joins us on the show today. And believe me, you don't want to miss this. And you know what else you don't want to miss out on? The brand new Impact Influencer Vault, which you can find and join for free at theimpactvault.com. So what's this new Impact Influencer Vault? Well, I'm glad you asked. Well, it's something we put together for all our listeners, all of you impact influencers out there, where you're going to find a multitude of the tools, resources, training, videos, inspiration from my guests and from myself. And here's the thing. It's 100% free. It's updated regularly. And you can go get it right now. Go to the, that's the word the, T-H-E, impact, I-M-P-A-C-T, vault, V-A-U-L-T, dot com, theimpactvault.com, to join for free today. Okay, everybody, let's cue up the music and get started, because like I said, you don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to Infinite Impact Radio, a podcast for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions. Hey there, impact influencers. My name is Evans Putman. I'm the founder of Infinite Impact Coaching and Consulting and the host of Infinite Impact Radio, where I interview entrepreneurs about their purpose-driven businesses and their missions to contribute towards creating a positive ripple effect in the world. Thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to sharing your world-changing mission soon. All right, everybody, welcome to Infinite Impact Radio, the show for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions, and I'm excited to have a friend on today, Victoria Whitfield. Good to see you, Victoria. How are you doing? I'm excited to be here. <laughs> All right. So everybody, make sure you stick around to the end because Victoria has something really cool that she wants to make sure you have access to. And uh, and you get my takeaways from the podcast if you stick around the end too. So you get everything nice little summed up and ready to go and a really cool gift. So stick around for sure. So I'm going to introduce Victoria real quick. Victoria is by title, the world's first business Reiki master very interesting. We're going to come back to that. And um, she has a cutting edge law of attraction coaching business and serves energy conscious entrepreneurs interested in making more money, but ones who struggle with charging and asking for it because of their top three limiting beliefs. I'm interested in hearing in that too. So we we got to definitely come back and touch on that. Now don't, um, before I let her start talking, I also want to tell y'all, she also has a podcast called the Journeypreneur Podcast and a Facebook group, which you should all check out, Entrepreneur Master Manifestors. So let's go on and get going. This is going to be fun. I can already tell Victoria's always got awesome energy. And um, even if you're listening, you're going to be able to hear it through (laughs) the audio, I'm sure. So Victoria, it's great to see you. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm so good. Right now, for those of you, if you can't see me, I'm wearing 13-inch long earrings. <laughs> yes, they are very long. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, I love it. And, and you know what? It's a celebration. You know, it's it's so important in uncertain times um, that come up along our journey to be able to find joy, generate joy. It That's what brings energy and keeps us 
on the journey. What do you think, Evers? Yes, I agree 100%. So we, I was actually having that discussion earlier with somebody who, how we were discussing how this is a time of creativity by necessity, which I thought was very a cool way of putting it. It wasn't my words, those were hers. But I asked her that specifically, well, how about all the people that are going through fear right now and overwhelm and with the change that they're just not accustomed to, how do they move from that fear to that creativity zone? So I'm going to ask you the same question because I know you probably have an awesome answer. So what would you suggest to the listeners who are going through that, how they can move out of this fear and overwhelm and uncertainty that's happening right now is for those of you listening, we're filming, we're recording this during the coronavirus um, time. So how would you answer that, Victoria? Oh man, get out of the house, get the dust blown off of you. Let the sun shine or whatever it's doing, even if it's snowing or raining, let yourself be out in nature because as human beings, our birthright is adaptability. You were built to be creative. You were built to have faith. You were built to make massive impact and influence your environment around you. And, you know, the more close um, and you are to technology and 24-7 media cycles, the more that you're immersed in and isolated, the more you forget at your core what your real birthright is. You know, I can't, I can't imagine a single person who's ever gone outside and walked around and admired nature and they're able to stay depressed like there's something about creation when we get outside and get into it suddenly the creator within us awakens so as far as what's the one thing that someone who's listening in right now what i would tell them what you need to do right now to get out of fear is go out and be in nature breathe in fresh air and remember that life goes on. You know, when, um, if, you know, we see an animal passes away, like if you ever came across roadkill bleh, um, in the street, it's awful. And, and you look at that and you say, oh man, uh, you know, that poor squirrel or, or deer that you see. But at the same time, um, for the birds, um, for the birds that need that meat, they will come and pick it up for the scavenger animals that need that meat they will come and pick it up or um for those of you by the way if you have roadkill move it over onto the ground right into the dirt because what's going to happen is mother earth is going to break down um that precious animal's body and recreate new life because you know what life goes on as long as you're connected to that natural flow of creation if you cut yourself off right if that roadkill stays on the the concrete right, that man-made material, that is, it's going to make it harder and harder for that natural process of decomposition and reinvention and rebirth to be able to take place. So maybe you feel like you just got hit by a truck too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and a lot are, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And so with that, the same thing, like if you're having a roadkill moment in your life, the same thing applies. Do not pass go. Do not collect $100, $200. Don't do it. Make sure that you get out in nature and reset. I'm telling you, there is magic in this. Don't underestimate it. 
Yeah, I think that's important. And, you know, it's sort of, I live by the coast and um, unfortunately I'm not allowed to go to the beach now, you know, because of some of these things that are happening, but I can still walk outside and I see it's, it's sort of fun to watch my office faces um, a little lake right out here, a little pond. And we got the, you know, the road there, obviously, but I've watched more people like walking by as I'm doing work than I ever see during the day, you know, not hardly, barely a car, but somebody running by people walking their dogs and people are, you know, they're talking and waving to each other. They're staying apart. Um, but they're, it's, it's nice, you know, because it's almost like being isolated. We're actually coming together, which is a very odd thing when you think about it. Um, so but before we go any farther, that was a great answer, by the way. I do want to get back to um, to you, and I want to hear if you. I'm just curious if you would share a little bit about your origin story, about how how you found yourself in the purpose that you have now. That you know, with what you're doing, did it was there something in the past, like a 180 shift, where you went from doing something totally different to this, or just you know anything you'd like to share? I'm sure we'd love to hear it. Oh yeah, I got hit by a window. I got hit by a window and that is how I ended up. That's a first, that's a first. Let me tell you, I don't want it to happen second, third or fourth. I need, all I need is get hit by one window and I'm done. <laughs> Transformation. So <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. I, and I, have a, I like to have a sense of humor. It keeps me sane. So I call this my window of opportunity story. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So here's what happened. At the time, um, I was working in the first safe um, workplace in my life. Up until then, I had, uh, I had worked in the medical field where I had um, superiors who would like scream and throw books and everyone was stressed out and um, patients were dying and people were profiting off of like illness. Blah, blah. I have like a whole thing that I'm not going to get into right now about <laughs> that um, field. I was working in medical billing and coding. So I wasn't like, I wasn't the doctor. That's awesome. I was the person in the back being like, um, with respect, your dad died on the operating table and you owe us 60 grand. Like I had to yeah. be that, be that um, kind of angel of death person. And in a very negative um, environment with negative stressed out people. So past that, our story begins <laughs> when mm -hmm. I'm in, like, I'm not there, which I'm so grateful. So you want to talk about corporate refugee. This is after that. Um, I'm working at a nonprofit for like um, interfaith conversations, spiritual development and social change. Like I can take my shoes off while I'm at work, like really positive, loving people in the space. Um, and it was inside of a, uh, an Episcopal church campus, um, this wonderful old Victor Victorian building. You know how collegiate kinds of environments tend to have mm -hmm. more older, beautiful, antique buildings. So um, one day in particular, I'm in New Jersey. This was in New Jersey, and we have hot, sticky summers. Um, and it was one of those hot, sticky summer days. And I had an opportunity to turn the air conditioner on. I had an opportunity to do that that I didn't take. I had an opportunity to call for the maintenance guy to open one of these beautiful, large, 
Victorian original glass windows that I didn't take um, that as well. Because I'm like a high achiever and I'm very good working on my own, um, I am often was left in that um, office by my own while other people walk across campus to do things. So the third opportunity that I had was to wait for someone else to come back, maybe about five or seven minutes, um, for them to help me open this big, beautiful, original glass Victorian window. Um, I didn't take any of those opportunities to ask for help. I have this uh, pattern in me that many of my uh, clients, like they cringe because they recognize themselves in this pattern. Two, I have this pattern in me that I like to think that anything the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve, Napoleon Hill, right? Um, I'm, I have a can-do attitude. I got this. I'm a strong, independent, insert right? So here's the thing. I had that mindset um, as I approached the window. And this mindset I call the toxic can-do attitude. Because when I went to open the window, I jiggled it a bit because, you know, if you've ever been in an antique building, sometimes like they paint several times and paint gets a little tacky, you try to jiggle the window to open. Um, and it's two, like, 30, 40, 40, 30 or 40 pound panes of glass, like, because they're, they're big floor ceiling windows. This time, the weight broke. Had never broken before, but this time it said, bam, right on my hands. Hmm. I was stuck in this window. Um, I don't know if you've ever, like, broken one of your fingers or um, had an accident with your fingers, but there are a lot of nerve endings there. Um, and there was so much pain that the blood came out of my throat. I couldn't scream or shout for help. And I was lodged there, like boned glass stuck. So hanging out in that window, I'm trying to breathe and get like, oh my gosh, trying to breathe and, and get the blood back so I can at least call for help. And it's a big campus. After about seven minutes, I was trapped there, between five, seven minutes. Finally, the founder of the nonprofit comes back. He, whatever he was like at lunch or talking to someone, um, had no idea. He's an, he's an elder, right? So he finds me trapped there and freaks out. You know, we're struggling. He's banging on the windows and shouting and straining. I'm worried he's going to aggravate his hernia as we're trying to get me out of the window. And there came a point where I had to make a decision, I noticed. And this is what happened leading up to that point. As I was stuck in the window, I started thinking to myself, oh my gosh, if I never get out of this window, I'll never get to see my nephew again. He's my person. I love him to death. And so in that moment, I decided I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. Very clear. One of the clearest thoughts I've ever had in my life. And there's this thing um, a phenomenon the brain called a gamma wave where you, mm -hmm. you can like you know uh, you can lift a car for like two seconds you know mother is having like extreme amounts of strength uh, right it's a gamma wave I'm convinced that this is what's happened because he was bang I was not, not coming out I pulled my hands out looked through them saw the bone um and then passed out split my glasses on the way down and I was out cold Hello, rock bottom, like rock bottom. This is where my workaholism got me. This is where my toxic can-do attitude got me. 
is unconscious on the floor needing to be hospitalized. And this was, um, this is a safe workplace emotionally to work at. However, because it was nonprofit, didn't really have many benefits and coverage. When I finally came to, I realized this has got to change. Something has got to give, right? Long story short, uh, at the hospital later that day, I saw someone working on my hands in a strange way, like they weren't touching them, but moving their hands above me. And the more they would, the more the pain would come out of my hands. I even like the swelling would come down. That was my first real personal experience of energy work in practice. And then I'm going to fast forward now. I got so um, passionate about the power of energy work that I went to learn it for myself. And then when I started working more on myself, people started coming to me saying, hey, what are you doing differently? This is so interesting. And I then began sharing it, like volunteering to share energy healing on a regular basis. I, I received business coaching at the time because I was interested in bettering myself personally as well as professionally. And my coach challenged me to say, look at all of the people that you're treating, all of your clients. What's the common denominator? And this blew my mind. I had no idea 100% of my best clients, people were most committed, who got it, who uh, wanted more energy healing and needed it and would really apply it the most, they were all entrepreneurs, 100% of them. Wow. And so I did a meditation, asked my spirit guides, like, what do I do with this information? And they said, you will only do energy work on entrepreneurs from now on. That was how I became the world's first business Reiki master. You know, it's one thing to do energy healing for yourself, meditation for yourself, um, and then also in like a personal context, one where it's just your health and well-being. It's another to do it and put it in the context of business and money manifestation and being able to improve relationships like all the things that us as entrepreneurs we are challenged with so that is my story behind how i became the world's first business breaking master wow that's a great story that's i mean it's a painful story but a great story i love the whole window of opportunity story that's that's um that's great well one thing i'm curious about though too is that you know a lot of us we look at the whole can do attitude as being that's a positive but in this case it was not a positive and as you and I know with entrepreneurs it can also be a negative um, because we get isolated we get into this I'm going to do it all myself kind of thing so did you find that sort of what you went through is that the reason that you were led in attracting you think these people to serve that were that were really a lot like you yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Evans, you and I both love the band Tool, and the their artwork comes from an awesome guy, Alex Gray, especially their latest artwork. And I've met Alex and, and talked with him at length up in Wappingers Falls at um, their wonderful compound there. And I remember talking to him about this concept in his art um, called sacred mirrors, right? Mm. Every single person is a sacred mirror um, for him and his opinion of the divine um, and also for that which is in us like for the people that come into our lives mm -hmm. they come 
for a reason, right? They're magnetized to that which is similar to them, right? That's the law of attraction. By the way, the law of attraction goes against um, science. Science says opposites attract. Law of attraction says um, similars. Similar things are attracted to one another. So just like delineating between the two. It's a spiritual law where we attract those who are similar to us. We have affinities um, with those who have um, similar qualities. And with that, my workaholic, my <laughs> high achiever, uh, my... <laughs> <laughs> my my eccentric personality all these are all three special ingredients you can find in entrepreneurs somehow me going out there and being myself right i'm not gonna pretend to be all guruified and all that stuff yeah i meditate but i'm like i burp and fart just like the next person <laughs> right, right? so well, with that going out and being myself i'll attract more people that are similar to the essence of you know is another thing that I discovered over years of receiving personal growth development, as well as business coaching, you look back at like, well, what am I made of? Who am I? Right. You take all your personal assessments and stuff. I totally overlooked the fact that every single person in my immediate family is an entrepreneur. My father is a serial entrepreneur. Their parents on both sides, my dad and mother, they were either entrepreneurs or founders of like communities um, and things like that. So it's in my DNA and had been in um, my my community around me for so long. It just kind of comes out of um, me and my personality. I think that's why that sacred mirrors um, phenomena attract yeah. me. Yeah. Well, one thing that I found interesting was um, you mentioned once you started being yourself. So did you find that was at first... Cause I know that, that, that's what I like to share with a lot of people. If you, it's one of the pillars actually of the infinite impact method is shining to attract an effect. Mm. So if you rise into your authentic self, then you shine your message out. You're going to attract the people that need that message and be able to affect them. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just curious. Cause I know it's really hard with entrepreneurs. You probably ran into this personally and, and with the people you coach to sort of become yourself because there's so many mirrors when you're looking at social media, especially, and you're seeing all the other successful entrepreneurs and what they're doing, you feel like you should do something a certain way. So two, I guess this is a two part question. How did you, you know, was it hard for you, you know, at first to move from into that new world and be yourself and feel safe and secure as an entrepreneur, as yourself and two, how can people do that? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. This is so juicy. I've been so <laughs> So here's the thing. Like, um, I'm going to back into your questions by going with the, the second one, how I did it. Um, and how other people can do it. This, this is so powerful hypnosis and hypnosis is the repeat, the repeated, thought or image over and over and over again. That's all hypnosis is. For me, what hypnotized me into being myself and being curious about being myself or loving myself was being surrounded by that message on repeat for years and years. Now, Evans, you're a wonderful part of this positive hypnosis, positive hypnosis, <laughs> encouraging your listeners. Well, thank you. To, to like really embrace their their impact 
um, and, and to live authentically. And to think how many people around myself, I'll just put it on me, how many people around myself are saying that message? I had two parents that were all about like, you got the power or be yourself, love yourself. Um, being a mixed race individual, I had that challenge from a very early age of like, I don't have one religion or one culture or something that I can like, no one has a, a you know, per, pride parade for being mixed race yet, right? <laughs> but, well, but with that, like, had that message on repeat. So it became a hypnosis. And then on top of that, quite frankly, um, I grew up in the era of RuPaul having like, his talk show, and at the end, he had this catchphrase. He still does. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? <laughs> like, another form of hypnosis. So making sure that all of the, the people and the influencers and the media and the authority figures in your life, um, the, the, the content that you're consuming is about being authentic, loving yourself, becoming curious about um, getting better and better as yourself rather than just better and better according to somebody else's arbitrary system. So that I would have to say, like for the kind of the second uh, question that you asked of backing into this, what do people need to do? I call it taking an energy audit, right? Audit what you are taking in um, because you are what you eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are what you in eat. In so many ways, yes. Yeah. So if all you're taking in right now is we're going to die and it's all going down and there's no money and, and you got to hustle and be crazy and work all the time, that's what you're going to become. Be kind to yourself. And so to back into the other previous um, question, like the first question, that you ask of like, well, what about me? How did I really start becoming more of myself in my business? I received coaching. I received coaching around like, who am I? What do I do? What's my life purpose? And the more that we do purpose work, uh, I believe the more of an inner journey, right? We develop our inner vision and um, it's a journey inward, uh, learning what's my life purpose. I have to know who I am on a very deep level and continue to ask that question um, over and over and over again. I learned that in coaching. I also learned that um, from different spiritual teachers that I studied with directly. Uh, but the more that you have that curiosity of what's my purpose here and underneath that, the real question is who am I really? Like who, who what, what is this thing that I am? Um, one of the big things that helped me on that path as well was rebelling. <laughs> <laughs> so what I am not, <laughs> this is what I am not. I'm not this jerk. I do not like this kind of music or I do. I'm not that kind of person. That person's crazy. Like keeping that really helped to clarify me. Nietzsche, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche calls that the lion um, phase that we go through. The dragon is learning all of the rules and traditions, but the lion stands against the dragon and says, no, no matter what the dragon says, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Sometimes that contrast, I know for me, uh, helped me to find more of what my truth was. Mm -hmm. That's, that's cool. And you know what it made me think of too, because I've been reading, uh, just read this the other day that we're so good at 
telling ourselves what we don't want as opposed to what we do want. So in that practice, which is usually a bad thing, I mean, we usually, that's why we usually are putting the wrong energy out there. But in this case, if you can rebel against what you don't want, you can start pushing yourself towards what you do want. So um, it should be easy for us to do that. We all know what, I mean, I've got a nine-year-old daughter. She is very good at telling you, I don't want that to eat. I don't want that. I don't want to do this. So um, <laughs> there you go. I mean, that, that should be a great way to start the journey. I like that. So well, before we keep going too far down this road, I do want to um, talk a little bit about something I shared in the intro mm -hmm. where we were talking about your... Um, because I, I find this very interesting, and maybe you can tell me if this is an observation that you see a lot of, but purpose-driven entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that feel like they have a purpose, a calling, you know, they want to do good in the world, seem to also, a lot of them have problems with, well, I don't want to charge a lot for that, or I don't want to make somebody pay for that, because I feel like it's a gift to me, I want to make it a gift to them, and then as, as we all know, then they can't continue to fulfill their purpose if they're not charging for it. Um, so that's sort of like a weird thing that happens. So I was curious if you could dive into that a little bit and maybe the, the big false beliefs that you run into and how you can help people sort of overcome them. I know we can't do a full on coaching session now, but maybe just a couple of quick tips. Oh, totally. So, uh how this is so powerful like and we by the way we already covered the first limiting belief of like having a can-do attitude and <laughs> hospital <laughs> yeah um with love have boundaries yeah, like, you can't do it all on your own something that that's something i had to overcome myself so there we go we've already i've made it through that one so that's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're winning already so good yeah but the second one and this like this is so everything. It comes up around money. Um, where, oh, how, how do I say this? One of my previous uh, mentors, who I love, um, he's an extremely powerful healer, but, you know, has kind of struggled with money. I remember he would always say something, and this is a, a lot of entrepreneurs say this, of, you know, it's not about the money. I just want to help people. <laughs> right. No. No. <laughs> It's not about the money. I just want to help people. He's a good man. He's a good man. Right there are good men and good women saying that. Of like, it's not about the money. I just want to help people. Right. And uh, we, I'm going to drill into that just for a second. Uh, what's underneath that is this kind of like Mother Teresa complex of like, you know, I'm, I'm going to give all my stuff away. I'm going to go into where, like, in the middle of the battlefield, the hardest place. I'm going to give my gifts to people who need it the most and who can't afford it. And I'm, and I'm going to show up because that's my purpose. And that's how I'm even serving God or serving humanity, right? Or serving myself and my own image of like who I should be as, as a human being. And it's awesome. And you don't know Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, the truth of the matter is Mother Teresa, if she ever decided to withdraw from her account at the Vatican Bank, would have been the first person in history to bankrupt the Vatican. You want to talk about money. She <laughs> had access to a private jet whenever she wanted to go and see the Pope and, and do her confession and talk about how much she unfortunately hated herself, um, which is a whole other can of worms. But you watch the Mother Teresa documentary to demystify this. 
but she had money. The only reason why we know her name is because there was money involved. There's tons and tons of marketing around the incredible healing work um, that she was doing, you know, like the tending to the crippled and, and blessing and running a, like the, the children's orphanage and all the stuff that she did. So if you really are thinking about like being a good person, be like Mother Teresa, really, yes, be like Mother Teresa. <laughs> let people, let, let all the attention go to the awesome work that you're doing and let money go somewhere, right? If it ain't, if it ain't going into your pocket, it's going to go somewhere, right? right? It's just energy. Um, but I'm going to drill even underneath that a little bit to the root of uh, this, this like there's a sales shame or sales guilt that we have around charging um, high end. Like I make uh, around $10,000, $12,000 per client, by the way. Like there's this belief that money is not spiritual, right? It's the, the root of all evil. Um, people who have like a crap ton of money are jerks or they do crusty, crabby, crappy stuff. And you know what? Money is not necessarily the root of all evil. The actual scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil, right? Money's just a tool, right? Mm -hmm. An ax is something that if you put it in the hands of a fireman, he can break into a burning building and save a family, right? Whereas if you put an ax in the hands of someone who is incredibly angry, angry, emotionally disturbed, and wants to do harm, they can break into a building and instead of rescue the family, they could kill them, right? The money is the ax, right? It's a tool. Um, and being kind to yourself, doing the inner work to resolve this spiritual imbalance around receiving more financial support. I wish. I could go deeper. Like that's only the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> I want to like at least topple this concept of like, oh, you know, I just want to help. It's not about the money. I just want to help people. Listen, if you don't make it about the money, you won't really be able to help people. Maybe yeah. you'll be able to help like as many people as you can like count on your hands or as many people as you could possibly like fit into your schedule in one week um, by giving away all of your energy. And you're either going to burn out right? Or you're going to get really angry as you give away more of your energy without receiving compensation for it. So I like, I better leave that alone because mm -hmm. if I go any further, like this is... <laughs> no, that makes, I, I think that's a good point though, because it is, it's just energy and it's the tool of who has it, you know? I mean, do you want to give the ax? I don't know why I had this vision in my head when you were telling that story, but Jack Nicholson in The Shining, <laughs> or do you want to give it to you know, the fireman. So it's like, I'm looking, I'm seeing Jack Nicholson on one side and the fireman on the other. So, um, but yeah, it's true. 100% true. And I think a lot of people get caught up in that. And, you know, I used to, when I was a personal trainer and I started, I started in the health industry because it changed my life. I wasn't in it for, you know, like I want to look in the mirror and look at muscles. It was all about how I went from, you know, being, you know, anxiety, depressed, like you know, coping with like substances that were harmful to me and um, changed my life. So then when I first started doing it, I was always like, oh, well, let me get this person and help them. Let me do it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, now I'm getting stressed out over money because I don't have any, I can't pay my bills, but I'm doing my, the good work that I finally started realizing I have to charge more for it. And I finally realized that the more I charged, 
the more I served and the better I could help. So um, I think you covered all those points in that quick little belief. So that's two false beliefs, right? So what's, what's the third big false belief out there? Yeah. And this one I'm going to get like kicked in the face for, and I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I have to make sure that I put this out there and this, this is very difficult um, to talk about. So we may have to come back to this. It's a, maybe for a later time, but there's a belief amongst uh, conscious purpose-driven entrepreneurs of, I need more coaching. Like this is a belief of the learning never stops. Now, holy crap, I've studied with Tony Robbins. He's amazing. That is a mantra that when you go to UPW, Tony will say on the loudspeaker and while the flames are going, you're terrified to walk on them. <laughs> the learning never stops, right? The learning never stops. I need to get more coaching, more certifications. I need to buy that info product. I need to buy that program. I got to keep doing, I got to keep, I got to keep going more and more and more and more. One of the biggest causes of suffering is what's underneath that belief, which is I am not enough. Whoa. So in, in my program, we tackle that. And I don't typically coach people. I actually do a lot more coaching in my marketing than with the people who work with me directly because uh, our approach is to pare everything down and just kind of hold up a mirror to someone for a whole year and say, okay, let's unpack what you really are working with, right? What have you already learned that you haven't applied yet? And that's the reason why you're not making that next level of income um, that you're, you're dreaming about, or that's the reason why you're, you're not able to have the health or the relationships that you're looking for. You are enough. What if you are enough? Tony on the flip side will also say like, it's about being resourceful, right? Versus acquiring more resources. And I am so guilty of this. Like I, I am not a guru. I am not somebody who knows everything about all the stuff that I'm teaching. I'm just talking about my walk. <laughs> <laughs> and as someone who has for the last nine years, been in high-end coaching programs and buying on more. And I'm, I'm a hyperactive buyer. Like, I love it. I love it, buying stuff. And I have a personal growth and development graveyard. I have, like, <laughs> a business coaching shelf full of tons and tons of unimplemented information that if I just keep taking it in, keep... Like, I just keep buying it and taking it and forgetting all of the wealth that I have acquired. It's times like these, actually, where we're forced to pare things back, forced to reevaluate, right? Forced to pare things down that we recognize how much wealth we already have. And as entrepreneurs, our, our brilliance is in becoming resourceful and optimizing what we already have acquired. So this can come out uh, as, you know, being a joiner, jumping from program to program to program and implementing nothing, right? I remember I'm guilty of this. I used to join um, programs, not so that I could get clients or do the work. It was more to buy friends. And this is me like kicking myself in the face on behalf of your listeners. I love you. I'm a <laughs> willing to do it. 
right? But be kind to yourself. If you keep going to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, one of my clients, Joe, he says, yeah, I'm guilty of this. I'm always about what's next. That is so entrepreneur. Like that is so, <laughs> that's so us. But at the same time, if you don't ground and implement what was before, right? The last what's next that you had, the last idea, if you don't fully implement it, you're just cluttering yourself, your business, and your energy. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. So, I, think, <laughs> I mean, I'll admit it 100%. I do the same thing. I've found, I've actually noticed that I do this now, finally. So, I was able to sort of put a block in it, like, do I really need that? No, I don't need that. Okay. So, now, I mean, as you and I know, we probably both, sometimes I buy things just so I can see the way the person is selling to me. Um, but I'm trying to move away from that. So I don't think, I think that's a great message because I think so many of us do get caught in that hole. And of course, some people would want you to continue, you know, keep buying things. I've got something else to sell you, but the ones that are really there to serve you are people like yourself who are telling you, you know, don't, and I would do this as a, as a trainer. Now it makes me realize I told my people, you know, my goal with you is after X amount of months that you don't come see me at all. I've taught you what you need to know. Now go make yourself healthy. And then as you get better, and if something comes up, come back and see me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I think that's very important. But it's funny that I wouldn't recognize that in myself. So <laughs> so this is a, it's a good time for people, as you mentioned, it's a good time now as we're recording this to and you see this a lot of people are organizing getting rid of things simplifying because you're sort of forced to um you know so it's it's a good time to really start removing things so you can grow which is it's a funny way of thinking about it like you just pointed it out you know like remove some of this knowledge that's cluttering you up and not getting you anywhere and simplify down to the important things and let that help you grow and let that help you serve others as well Oh, yeah. And that also is why we are seeing that now that we're all in quarantine, why is everybody nice? Like, why is <laughs> nice things happening in the community? Like, why are people being helpful? <laughs> I know. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought after um, re being released from the techno fog, right, and being released from all of this overexposure, um, and on to the next thing, on to the next thing, coming back, people are actually good and open to connecting. And we all have resources that we can pool, right? Rather than, oh, you're going to stay in my house and do my thing and drive in my car to my job for my kids and my life and go and do only my thing. Like there's at our essence when uh, there's an ancient Greek word for this and it's called katabasis. Catabasis is the breakdown before the breakthrough. And when after catabasis is kenosis, emptiness, and that's, that's what we're looking for. Like when we come to emptiness, we find who we really are. And that's why we're seeing right now in this time of emptiness or boredom, we could say, right? Why is there so much more like community activity and positivity and innovation and creativity coming out? because that was there the whole time. You don't need anything else new. Sometimes we've got to break down and empty in order to find what we're really made of. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, well, we got to start wrapping up. So before we do, I wanted to 
sort of touch on um, your podcast. So if you would just share a little bit about your podcast and so tell people about it so they can go check it out and what, what is it actually about? Yeah. So the Journeypreneur podcast, you can find it where all the podcasts are. If you're over on iTunes there um, or on Stitcher, wherever you are. Um, and that is uh, specifically where I park um, inspiration, um, holistic stress management techniques, tools, and stories to support you on staying on your journey as a conscious entrepreneur. I found that the, the biggest thing that breaks my heart is that people start the journey and then they kind of peter out there, they tank out, they abandon ship. And so it's me parking my best tools and strategies as well as all of my incredible guests um, who come to share theirs as well. Mm -hmm. So cool. And that's the Journeypreneur podcast. That's right. So definitely, I'm, I'm going to definitely have to check that out. And I know I am supposed to be booking a spot to be on that as well. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> um, yep. But I appreciate you being on. And I definitely want to, before we wrap up, um, one, I want to ask you, do you have anything that I haven't covered that you'd like to discuss? Uh, anything new coming up in your world, in the world of, you know, um, coaching on online events, anything you're doing that you want to share? And um, yeah, I just want to give you that chance before I dive into my takeaways. Sure. So right now um, in the Entrepreneur Master Manifestors Facebook group, we are reading one chapter a day. Um, well, I am reading and we are all like I'm reading it on live stream and we're all following along of Launch by Jeff Walker. This is the book uh, that like I had my first $5,000 day and have been making money online with ever since. Um, so for I know a lot of our community doesn't exactly know how to make money online um, without using ads, right? Or, or like without spending a ton of money, it's a $12 book. Or you can, for free, hop in on the Facebook group and read along with us. Um, it'll only be there up and free for everybody while I'm reading it. Once I'm done, I will charge, right? Because that's about honoring the energy that I put out um, for everybody. Or otherwise, you could just get the book and do what it says. But if you <laughs> buy the thing that I'm selling, you also get what I tell you how I maximize my own launches. I've done dozens of launches over the last six years. So. Yeah. That's great. Well, I definitely tell everybody to go check that out because I've actually got the book and read it, but it's amazing when you have the book and then you have somebody who's gone through the experience of utilizing that knowledge, what you can learn from it. Um, so it, that's great. I appreciate you mentioning that. So I might poke my head in there too as well here in. the next few days because it, it's, it's definitely a great book. Now, also, before we go, I know you did say that you had something you wanted to give everybody. We mentioned it in the beginning. Um, says you, you said you had a quiz that shows your money blocks in business and how to fix them. So where can they go get that quiz? And then there's also a little something extra special that you get as a bonus. Yeah. So if you come on over to my website, and it's just my name, victoriawhitfield.com forward slash quiz you'll be able to take uh, the abundance business uh, assessment, which is the quiz there. And as a thank you for learning about your, your abundance blocks and what you need to do about them right now, I'm gonna gift you my Money Manifesting Secrets Black Book. It's over 130 pages like, of my best 
mindset shifts, if you find that you're the one that's getting in the way of your business moving forward, this is for you. It's free PDF download. It's 33 of the best teachings that I've given. I've been teaching online every single week for nine years. And we went back through all nine years of that content and pulled 33 best specifically for money manifesting and put it in that black. Check it out. Awesome. So that's at victoriawhitfield.com forward slash quiz. I'll put the link down below too. And I'll also put links to you shared with me your Facebook page, your Facebook group, and then I'll put a link to um, your podcast as well. So thank you again for coming on. Uh, Real quick, before we let you go, I'm just going to share some of the takeaways that I got. There were too many to name, but I did get three down here. Um, One, which was simple for all of us, everybody listening right now, get outside. If you're feeling overwhelmed, fearful, whatever's going on with all this change going on right now, or any you know, daily life, get outside. So that's a great tip. Um, Second was actually looks like I have two here, but one is um, to perform an energy audit, which I think is very, this is, I, I, I will tell everybody listening and watching that this is something that definitely works because I tried this. One of our mutual friends, uh, Carla White, actually told me at some point in an event said, you know what, take every, all the news off of your phone, links and Facebook websites, whatever you're looking at. Like I have an iPhone. It comes with the Apple news app. I had to remove that. Um, but I did that and it was amazing. Just the shift. And I've noticed over the past week or so, I've been paying a little more attention to the news because of everything we're going through with the coronavirus. And I can tell my energy has been totally different. Um, so that I woke up, I actually woke up with that message this morning, quit going into that world again. So then you just came and reiterated that for me and for the listeners. So definitely do that. Uh, get outside, perform an energy audit, remove all the negative things from your, your life. Um, and then three, just at the very end, you were talking about emptying ourselves to find ourselves. So I thought that was really, really cool. And now is the time to do it, that we have all this time social distancing and being alone to take some time and focus on yourself um, and empty yourself. So I love it. All three of those. Those were great. I appreciate you being on here, Victoria. And um, take care of yourself. And thank you for sharing with our audience. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Got it. Hey, everybody. This is Evans again. And real quick, I want to invite you to join the brand new free members area impact influencer vault something we created just for you our impact influencer tribe if you want to increase your impact and income by monetizing your mission then this is the place to be so make sure to go right now to the impactvault.com that's the word the impactvault.com where you can get started and once you join and get inside you're going to find a multitude of free tools resources trainings videos, inspiration from my guests, and also from myself. They're going to help you on this journey to becoming an impact entrepreneur. Now, once again, this is 100% free. It's always going to be 100% free, and we update it regularly. So go right now to theimpactvault.com. That's T-H-E-I-M-P-A-C-T-V-A-U-L-T dot com 
theimpactvault.com, and I'm going to see you on the inside.